off. This is me first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily, and I'm barely alive. Ah, but you are alive. Ah, I am. <clears throat> I am alive. I um, just got back from tour on Friday. She's only mostly dead. Only mo- I'm getting better. I am getting better. <laughs> They're all uh, dead. There's only one thing left to do. Go through the pockets for loose change. Oh, I know I butchered yeah. the quote. I need to rewatch that movie. Yeah. Oh. This is fair, fair and true and good. I was on tour last week with uh, Jerf, J-E-R-F, which I don't think is a Kimmy Schmidt reference. I think it's just the guy's actual nickname. It's just Jeff's nickname. So I uh, toured in the back of an R- in an RV. I guess I was in the front a lot. I was co-pilot um, with this woman named uh, Brittany Danielle who is also a solo artist in her own right, and just released uh, a new single on Audio Femme. Uh, and it's, I listened to the whole record and it's so, so lovely. Yeah. So uh, does that make you a scruffy looking jerf herder? <clears throat> jerf herder. I know. Every, y'all were like trying to guess like uh, what the, what fan the base um, was. fan base was called. That was I my guess. favorite answer. I can't actually take credit for it. Who, who came up with it. Do you remember who? Uh, I want to say Fuzzmonger did, but I don't actually. Uh, I don't honestly remember it. I feel terrible about that. <laughs> but to whoever came up with that, that was beautiful, and I love you. Yeah. Well, um, Brittany just released her, um, Brittany Danielle. It's uh, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Danielle. She just released her new single, Hindsight, on Friday, and it's really good. I think everyone should go listen to it. All right. She's lovely. It was uh, a tour man. Like an adventure. She broke her finger on the second day. She's a keyboard player. Oh. oh. <laughs> so she was folding up one of, you know, have you ever been in an RV? Like slept in one? It's been a while. You, well, you know how like there's, off, this one had a bed in the back. It's a 34 foot RV. A bed in the back, uh, a sofa that folded out like a, like a futon. And then mm-hmm. there was this little table and dual like uh, booths. Mm-hmm. And that folded down the table folds down and then mm-hmm. you put pads and it's, it's a bed. And she was unfolding the, the, the table bed and it just crushed the hell out of her pinky. And uh, I was like, I was in the back, like getting changed or something. And she's like, Oh, I just smashed the shit out of my finger and it was bleeding a lot. And the guys in the bus proceeded to just panic so she grabbed one of them grabbed some paper towels wrapped it was like hold my hand up here <laughs> and i walk out and I'm like what happened it was bleeding badly we probably should have stopped to get her stitches honestly but um the next that night we were in missoula and i uh, my friends my friends kyle and steph mm-hmm. came from billings to that show because they're just angels and i love them so much big shout out to kyle and steph and uh steph is um um, an NP. She's, you know, a nurse practitioner, yep. basically yep. a doctor. And uh, she looked at Britt's hand and uh, told us everything we need to do to keep it clean and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, I was basically Britt's nurse a little bit, um, though she could very capable of taking care of herself. Sure. And 
then we got to catch him and uh, a few days later and we got took to catch them all yes sun valley idaho and um we took her to an urgent care because it was still like hurting a lot yeah, and yeah, they yeah. wanted to they wanted to do an x-ray but they'd had a power surge the night before <laughs> so their x-ray oh. machine wasn't working they didn't get it working all day and we went in the morning so after like a 90 minutes or so i, I look at the nurse i'm like what if her finger is broken? Like, what do we do? Can we just like operate under the assumption it's broken? She's like, yeah, I mean, well, then we'll just cap it and you wait two weeks and we'll drain it and clean it up for you. And we're like, okay, let's just do that, I guess. No reasons that, I mean, she's got an appointment with a real doctor now, but. A real doctor. I mean, the thing about like a, a broken like tip of a finger is that basically all you can do is cap it. Sure. So. We're just like working under the assumption she broke it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. So that was exciting. Tis but to scratch. Tis but to scratch. <laughs> so she's just like clunking on the piano. This is great. She did great. She really did. She killed it. She drove that RV all around, all around them, basically from Missoula all the way down to Sun Valley, um, Idaho. And uh, we stopped at the... Uh, the, the the national park with the moons in the name she's i don't know caverns of the moon i don't know i have no idea i have no idea it was in montana it's really cool it was very windy when we, we at one point we hiked up a little hill and there was snow at the top of the hill we're like uh-oh this late in the year dude we woke up and catch him one morning the first mm-hmm. morning we were there two inches of snow nice not really. Not when you're driving an RV, no. No. But it was all melted by the time we had headed head headed out. Booked it. Um made like like a baby melted, and uh head melted out. later that day. Yeah. So um it was very cold, but uh, thankfully we didn't get stuck in any snow anywhere. But yeah, May May 9th, two inches of snow. Catch your mind at home. No way. I heard it. I heard it that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I had a lot of fun. Played some really cool shows. Played Bailbreaker Brewery. So shout out to Kevin and Megan from Bailbreaker. Also for their enormous sick. hospitality. They let us stay with them that night and use their showers. It was. Paid even drink tickets, I'm sure. No, they paid us some cash money. <laughs> uh, though they did give us all the free booze we wanted by that point. We didn't want much. But they, they make this. Um, this like a um, ranch water type of hard seltzer. I got a, yep. a like a six pack of that. And a four pack of um, the Sun Gaze uh, THC drink that they make. Okay, very lovely. cool. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, we didn't exactly listen. The RV was heavy enough. Sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, but they were. They also bought us like one hundred fifty dollars worth of food. And awesome. They were so generous. I. It's really. It was just really lovely. Maybe I'll need to go out and uh, go get a six pack of Bill Breaker this afternoon. Yeah, I think everyone should who has bail breaker in their area go buy some. They are lovely, truly lovely humans and by local, um, by independent. Yeah, biggest brewery in Yakima, and I know that they won some awards. But uh, check out that. Um, I think it's called Yazi. Yeah, let's just Google it. Uh, bail breaker hard seltzer. It was really good. Um, Yaxi. Y-O-X-I. I don't usually like hard seltzers, but I like them when they're made with agave, as is this is. 
Um, mm. Mailbreaker has one brew, one brew that they make, they grow every single ingredient in it. That's pretty that's a neat. flex. That's pretty that, neat. That's a pretty big flex. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah. Where they get the yeast like their beards. <laughs> Maybe you ever seen the, like any of like the like the wild yeast brews where they literally like one of the brewmasters beards. They just like took a yeast culture from it and used that. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> it's it's just yeast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's any other fun stories specifically fun stories but uh maybe i'll save this for another time i gotta let them simmer i think let us simmer let us soak in you're barely back i am barely back i'm barely alive i bought i bought some gear on tour i bought a piece of gear on tour a piece of gear on tour wow i bought a bronco base in the dells in oregon uh here it is yep what you doing with your hand there so I bought this. It was in mint condition. It actually still has the plastic on the guard. I bought it for 80 bucks. And when Rick was unloading it, he dropped it. Oh, it didn't last 24 oh. hours in my care. Yeah. Aww. So excuse to uh, refin. I do have to glue that little piece of wood on. He yep. said when he dropped it, he said he uh, didn't tell me because he didn't notice the damage. How do you not notice, Rick? Yeah, baby. Rick. Rick. <laughs> yeah. Yourself. Don't let Rick touch my, my guitars. Second guitar of mine he's dropped. Uh second nope. guitar of mine he's dropped, and um this one's worse. But Yeah. I, I but like to- like Rick, like come on man, like when we said drop the bass, like we, that's not what Disappointed. That was a good one. I approve. I approve. Uh, and then in Portland, I got to see Joey from Catalan Bread, and he uh, came bearing gifts. Oh, that's a fun box. It is a fun box. So let's see what Joey brought me. <gasps> it's an Echo Rack. There you go. I love that's it. That's a fun one. I've never played it. I, I've spent a lot of time with the Neckerec. I uh, that is one of my favorite, like tape delay single unit. Yeah, styles. that's good to hear. That's Sounds phenomenal. Uh, controls are intuitive, and it's bye, Carrie. Fun to tweak in real time. Yeah. Get oh, lost in that for a bit. Remember? Did you watch my demo of the tribute? The the it's okay if you didn't, but um. <clears throat> Joey, Joey pointed out that at one point I, I said, the only thing that would make this pedal like better, in my opinion, is if there was an expression jack that you could use to filter, sweep the filter, sweep the yep. uh, hertz. And he's like, yeah, that is a good idea. So I don't know. Maybe someday they'll do like a deluxe version of the tribute. I really hope that they do. Um, Jeff, the, the, the singer, he actually played the tribute at all, all the shows. And I had originally put the speaker cranker on my board Mm-hmm. But Jeff was playing um, uh, just a, an EP booster, a little booster yeah, pedal, yeah. Yeah. and it wasn't boosting him enough. So I swapped out the speaker cranker. We swapped mm-hmm. uh, boost because I didn't need that much extra volume for the one place sure. to use the boost. Uh, yeah, so I think he was kind of in love with that setup. He played the, the Line 6 Callus 100. It was a champ. Uh, no yep. problem. Zero problems with it. 
uh, on the bottom of an RV (laughs) for a week. Um, Yeah. And my the the one place that might be as dangerous as Delta Airlines or American Airlines or whatever. United. 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 That's what it was. Famous. Famous guitar. I just said Delta because I actually typically like Delta. Uh, That was just the first one that came to mind. But yeah. Uh, it's Sorry, United Kills Guitars. Wow. You can blame Delta for other things, I'm sure. Real Delta male move right there. Ooh. I don't even know what that means. I've just lost track of what the different signifiers for the Greek alphabet signifiers. There's like Delta, Alpha, Sigma, Beta, whatever. Well, I think we all know what Beta means. And Delta uh, sounds below that. Yeah. The fish, yep. Delta. Isn't that what, isn't it a little triangle or something? Uh, uh, I didn't go to that nice of a school. No, <laughs> we didn't have those. Didn't you learn like theology and shit? Like, is that not part of it? Yeah, I got alpha and omega. Uh, those are different letters. Those are different I, letters. I uh, I did had, take Greek and then I dropped out of Hebrew after like six weeks. You did take Greek then. I did not. Know. Oh, you didn't? Um, there was a project where we had to... We were given like panels from uh, a Greek comic book that was like the Odyssey, but like graphic novelized. Uh-huh. And we had to translate it. And I was like, what? Why? So, yeah, a little bit more. I, so then you at that point, you have to like just pull open the Greek alphabet and like copy paste each individual letter into like Google Translate. Most annoying, pointless thing I've ever done in my life, probably in college. Yeah, that doesn't sound ideal. Um, $28,000 a year. Rock, yeah. Rock. Now, one of my, uh, one of my theology professors like, yeah, like learning Greek could be helpful at some point if you want to get really deep into it. But in the meantime, like, honestly, there are resources where you can find the original Greek versions of the Bible. And then you can go to other sources and find what the direct translation of each individual word is for yourself and the like connotations and like, and then piece it together from there. You don't need to deeply understand all of it. And you actually might end up making less mistakes that way. That sounds I was like, oh, fewer mistakes. Sounds good. More mistakes. Sounds bad. Yep. <sighs> so, um, we got back to Seattle. Actually, we got back to Tacoma. We, we drove back to Tacoma after the, after the Portland show. Cause Britt just, we all just kind of wanted to get home and Britt wanted to sleep in her bed with her, sure. you know, cat and her partner and um so uh we all you know kept her up and got back in tacoma like at 3 30 and um promptly slept until like 10 30 nice uh, yeah and then rick came and got me uh brett and woody and i had um brunch and then uh i came back home took a shower and slept some more wake up to a text from jeff at 5.05, it says, hey, Loden's at 5. I think everyone's going to be late except Emily. And I laughed because I would live closest to the venue by like a lot. Like it's a 10-minute yep. drive from my house. Sure. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I um, snuggled with the cat and then <clears throat> got ready to go. It was all there fine. We didn't, we didn't actually sound check till 6.30. It's just like Loden and sound check aren't always the same thing. Loden, I feel right. like Loden's usually like don't show up before this time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's going to be there to unlock the door before five. This Hotel Albatross, and they were really generous. Uh, Hotel Albatross was generous with the bands. You get any entree you want and two drinks. 
Any drinks. Nice. Uh, plus, of course, the money. Um, so I got steak frites, $30. And I got two $11 cocktails. So I felt pretty good about myself. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> it was great. It was a great experience. I'm really glad I did it. Really glad. And then I woke up at six the next morning to go to the Thunder Road guitar sale. Good which Lord. Was stupid choice. But you want to see what I got? Yes. Make I got, prove that it was worth it. I got the cattle and bread Sabra Cadabra for 70 bucks. That what a great name. Yeah. I've never had like a I don't think I've ever had like a Rangemaster style pedal. I could be wrong. Uh the Boss Harmonist uh PS six for seventy dollars. No, the, the the first half of the the Mountain Hood was a uh, Range Master. Oh, okay. I don't know. Sure. Uh, that was our signature pedal that we did with Spruce Effects. Big ups to Brian. Uh, the Harmonist PS six for yep. uh, seventy bucks. Those are also lots of fun. Yeah, I'll have to use it with an expression pedal for sure. Um, the BF three Flanger for fifty dollars. Classic. Yes. Um. Uh, what else did I get? Oh yeah, this um, Quilter One Hundred One Mini Reverb for a hundred bucks. There we go. Yeah. Quilter makes some legit stuff. I was I wish it was the bass head, honestly, but um, anyone wants to trade <laughs> that little itty bitty Quilter for a little itty bitty Quilter bass head? Sure, I will happily do that. Frankly, yeah. Um, and I got a Gretsch, uh, resonator guitar for 250 bucks. They usually sell for like 450 and I really love it Yeah, a lot. And then Rick got a thunder. I don't have it down here. He, he, there, there was a bunch of free stuff and Rick got a thunder road, picked up a thunder road guitar, uh, like cheese board, like charcuterie board. <laughs> I feel like you're now obligated to turn that into a pedal board. Oh, uh, no, I want to put cheeses and meats on it. Prosciutto, prosciutto. Adult Lunchables. No, that's what you buy on Delta Airlines for like no. $7, $8. You're out of focus. Andrew's out of focus. That no, looks really good on my end. Oh, I think, sure. Oh, there it goes. It went back into focus. It's because okay. you're really tiny in the corner. Um, we're using mm. the program called Zencaster, and the person you're talking to is really big, but you're really small, so you can't really see your how your focus is. I'm done talking. I'm tired of talking. Yeah, but I had a great time. I talked. That's good. It sounds like uh, a couple of weeks well spent, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have any cheesy jokes to follow that up with. I'm sorry, I failed. The best part. We made money. Oh. Oh, I know. We it was a financially sound tour. I'm because of the RV largely. Sure. Yeah. So pretty great. Pretty excited about economic. That. Yeah. Well planned. Yeah. Well enjoyed and well yeah. paid. Yes. I kept my receipts for taxes. <sighs> taxes was so stressful. It was like a month ago. And I'm still like, ah, oh, that was the worst. Oh my God. I think I, I think we, we did our taxes on the day they were due. Like we finished them the day they were due, which we never, we never put it off that long, but we got so much shit very late. Yep. Same. Yeah. Uh, we did the exact same thing. All I can say is I'm glad I'm doing less freelance work this year because it's going to make this year's taxes uh, 
skosh easier. Yeah, that's part of what made mine a nightmare. I'm pretty sure I paid more taxes on the Fox Cairo stuff because I'm like, I, I could continue to dig for receipts, but it's like midnight and I need to sleep. Yeah. <clears throat> I, like, QuickBooks self-employed. It's my favorite. Big ups. This podcast is not brought to you by QuickBooks. I would love for it to be. <laughs> I feel like they would pay big money. QuickBooks, pay me. Pay us. What would be like a good jingle for QuickBooks? QuickBooks, QuickBooks. I've just got the, <laughs> the car toys one uh, in the back of my head, but then swap out car toys with QuickBooks. I don't know. Oh, the car. There's a. I think you've sung this jingle on the show before, and I just pushed out of my brain. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that to you again. Thank you. But for those of you who live in the Pacific Northwest and have heard the car toys commercials, uh, yeah, that, that'll do it. Car toys, car toys, fun things for girls and boys. <laughs> See, See that 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 I'm sounds delirious. super creepy. Um, <laughs> fucking delirious, dude. It's oh like, hey kids, come check out the toys I got in my car. <laughs> my car toys. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Help me. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm also pretty well wiped out. So yeah. it ended up being really good that we had a different <gasps> episode last week. Yeah. Because uh, I've been sick for like two weeks. This is Did the you? most normal yeah. that I've sounded. Yeah, I sound a little rough, I'm sure. Did you see, um, did you watch the episode with Jason and Tia? No. Okay. I lost, uh, it's I lost, on my like, list of last, things to do. I lost like the last 15 minutes of it because there was an upload error. Yep. I, I, I scrolled through the episode a little bit, so I didn't watch it in depth. I scrolled through a little bit and read through some of the comments and whatnot. Yeah. Mm, and I did see the, the, the switch at the end. I'm like, oh. Uh, that's how you solved that issue because I knew I remember you telling me about the issue. I was just wondering how you did. Uh, yeah, um, before you delete your SD card files, as my husband has learned, um, make sure they uploaded correctly to the um, computer or the uh, USB drive. Verify the media. Back up the media. Yeah, or just like don't delete shit when you don't fucking have to. Okay. Also that we learned some hard lessons and I learned a lot about data recovery and I recovered actually major parts of that episode. Data recovery is a ter is both fascinating and terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a reason why uh, we literally shred hard drives when they're no longer needed and have critical data on them. Yeah, I was I was actually really surprised at how much stuff I was able to pull, like entire videos that had been deleted, basically, because like if you unless you start like rewriting over it, it's basically all still there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The problem was we we had written over parts of it. Mm. So I recovered all that I was able to, and I think, and um, yeah, now I have uh, some data recovery programs. I hope I never have to use again. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week's episode of the Get Set podcast is sponsored by our Patreon supporters. You can be one too, listener, viewer, at patreon.com slash getoffset. For as little as $5 a month, you can join our exclusive Discord server. And I do want to shout out uh, all of our Patreons who uh, got me a lovely, lovely as hell 
birthday gift that Andrew dropped off while I was sleeping yesterday. It was like a 15 pound Wagyu brisket and igloo cooler and the bottle of that fucking Metallica whiskey. <laughs> God damn. It took, I like, I did not, it, I didn't even register. I was so like, fuck, I was so like out of it yesterday. <laughs> and then someone, then one of our, the supporters said, you, you do know that's the Metallica whiskey, right? And I looked at him like, oh my God. It, it really was. It really was. I'll bring it by sometime. It uh, tastes like whiskey. I believe you. Yeah. I we think need to do an episode one of these days where we actually like go to one of the other's houses and like record in a room. Yeah, for sure. One of these days. One of these days. But do that over drinks. A drink yeah. episode. A a drunk episode? Oh, I don't know if I can get drunk. Maybe I drink a couple sun gazes and get a little toasty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh yeah, talk, but yeah, they made my no, they all made my birthday feel very special. They uh, the group chat that most of us were able to get into off to the side. Uh, a lot of great ideas are tossed around. Um, people were very involved, very very Aww. invested, making sure that a good birthday present was put together for you. <laughs> So. I did cry. I cried when I read the note. I was like, what the fuck? And I, and I was like, I'm like, is that cooler also ours now? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yep. wow, it's big. <laughs> yeah, it's big. It's surf green. It's awesome. It's really pretty. It has cup holders on the top. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. Thank and you I was trying all. to figure out what to do for the, uh, the, the packing material like inside of the cooler. I was like, wait a minute. I've got a... Like, I don't have a pellet grill. I just have some pellets for uh, occasional use for other things. So, yeah. Rick's going like, to use I've those I've got a 20-pound bag. I'm just going to pour a bunch of it in there. Rick's actually going to use those. He's smoking half of it today. There you go. Yeah. Pretty exciting. <laughs> He's even going to try to make burnt ends. So, um, Ooh. Yeah. He well, said it should up. be ready around 6. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I, I always say that when I'm smoking something I'm like yeah i'll be ready by this time and it's always like two hours after that and i'm like i'm sorry it's late i've always heard that brisket's easier sure my dad my dad always says that brisket's easier i think because it's like he always also cuts it in half which will reduce mm. the cook time quite a bit yep yep um, so i, I tell Rick, just talk to my dad he's like no <laughs> no he didn't say that uh he just wants to do it himself i think well good job to the patrons y'all did you all did a really great job. You made me cry and a good, good cry. Good cry. Yeah. Uh, so what, what the hell did I miss last week? I was really off of uh, the internet. So can you fill me in on some worldly things? Um, I will fill you in on uh, what I think was the most significant thing to happen in the gear world last week, Oh, which uh, not to like, overplay it but has the potential to shake things up quite a bit especially on the eve of nam oh yeah uh and that would be chase bliss announcing uh their announcement last week so chase bliss announced that moving forward they are moving from uh completely to a direct to consumer sales model or a, a b2c model business to customer whoa just uh, no more dealers no more dealers, no Zero more dealers. distributors, just full direct to consumer. Now you might 
without kind of a, a deeper understanding on what that all means, it sounds like, well, okay, well, just, just changing like what the storefront looks like. It's like, no, 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 no. This is fundamentally changing their business model. And I think the implications of that will be fascinating to watch unfold because yeah. a lot of people look up to Chase Bliss for how they should be running their business because they've done, they've done such a phenomenal job of almost defining what success looks like for a, a, a mid-size to, to mid-large size business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was a big bombshell announcement. They, uh, they, they walked back a little bit the next day saying after the dust settles, they will reconsider a very abbreviated curated list of dealers. Like mom um, and pops, because I've, that's kind of bums me out for mom and pops more than the big, retailers um i don't know i i I don't remember exactly what the quote was i I just remember reading it as a like a very short list of not going back to the to the amount that they've had up to this point so they're just not accepting further orders obviously dealers that have had deals and have stock are welcome to sell off what's left of them uh but that's that's such a departure for so many reasons. Um, so I guess, yeah. and the reason why I think it's fascinating on, on coming up on NAM is, uh, NAM is the, what, North American Music Merchants, I think is what yeah. it stands for. Yeah. Uh, it, in businesses, when they go to NAM, there's a couple of things. And so from the consumer side of things, we just see that this is a really great media event. Uh, there's people with media badges, they're taking photos, they're playing, they're uh, playing around with the stuff, uploading live demos, uh, just lots of very positive media attention so it's a great way to show off your product to show off your branding uh get the names of your employees out there and kind of uh, sort of like yes we are a part of this industry we are experts we care um and you should be friends with us look up to us so that's the that half of things but the other half is why they actually have business offices at the nam convention center where people can go and have a conference or a meeting and that's because Companies who are, who create product are trying to meet with dealers and distributors to say to try and do what's called business to business sales, and so that business model is uh, you sell to a shop and then they turn uh, for a whole wholesale price. Um, so if you think of like Costco as a wholesaler, they're selling it at wholesale prices. Yeah, um, kind of like buy in bulk, you get everything cheaper per item, but you have to buy in bulk, uh, and then they'll turn around and flip it for uh, mat pricing. So that's that's kind of the that's idea. minimum uh, advertised pricing. Yes, for those who don't know, yeah, uh, minimum advertised pricing, and then a distributors are kind of a, a step further in between dealer and um, the manufacturer, where they say, "Well, we know we've already got a, a distributor will say we've already got relationship with these fifty different storefronts. You don't need to get to know every single one of them. If we can get a slice of that pie, we'll just go ahead and start sending your stuff out to all of them because they trust us to pick good products and to, to partner with good companies. Um, so in an uh, I, example, there would be like Moss D, uh, Distro. Moss Distro. Moss I don't know why I said Distro. Distro. Uh, yeah, uh, Moss Distro. Um, <clears throat> lovely people. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. But so for a small business, why would you even bother with going um, B2B through distributors or through storefronts? And, you know, 
the honest, the answer there is that's a great way to scale your business up very quickly. You're, you're instead of selling, trying to convince one person to buy one, maybe two products, you're convincing one person to buy a hundred products and then to be a brand ambassador for you to the people in their circle of influence. So it's a great way to scale up very quickly. And for a company like Chase Bliss, that's been around for so many years, they've, they've built up these relationships and all of their other, uh, their dealers and distributors have been instrumental to their success as a company. Mm-hmm. And they're walking away from that now. Yeah. There's kind of this awkwardness of, is this just, does this fall into the category of like, it's not personal, it's business, or does it fall into the category of like, well, this is kind of a very personal industry. And now you just took away a, you're, you're saying, no, that, no, thanks. We would like more of the piece of the pie to ourselves because now that we're big enough to self-sustain. That's what kind reasons, of where people are. What reasons did they give? I didn't watch the video. I haven't watched the video. I haven't watched the video. Um, I need to watch the video. Okay. I just remember reading through the Facebook post. And I know that it was part of it. Sounded like it was about keeping costs from going up again. Sure. Um, well, I mean that makes sense because you know yeah. the less people you have in the middle, the it, it, for Chase Bliss to retain the same profit margin for themselves. The only way to keep costs uh, to then bring down costs is to t- bring down the profit margin for the other people involved. Yeah, that makes sense um, from a consumer standpoint. I, you know, I sure. do feel bad for the dealers who had relationship, like the, the smaller ones who had relationships with them sure. for a long time. Um, I feel bad for people who can't try before buying now, though I don't know how many people did that with chase bliss like i think that chase bliss has a really strong fan base where people are just gonna you know buy it and i saw somewhere that they're gonna have like a 30 day no questions asked return policy which is generous and uh sounds like it could get be a bit of a pain in the butt frankly like that's this is a huge huge going to be a huge undertaking they're gonna have to hire more people probably yeah uh, as my guess um well for customer service uh i mean in a B2B scenario, customer service is really just account management. So you assign someone to manage the accounts with the other businesses. And from there, you field whatever their pain points are. No, I now mean, going- just like for the for the shipping. Like if, if they're doing everything direct now that they had been doing before, I feel like. Sure. I, I'm thinking, yeah. I, I was just thinking customer service, but yeah. shipping as well, just in the the number of units shipped. Versus the number of labels being shipped just went closer to one to one than it did to one to one hundred. And to be fair, we don't know what their um, direct sales were compared to dealer sales. I just remember around Chris, I guess Black Friday, they did a sale, and they mm-hmm. said, "FYI, we have to fulfill our dealer obligations first, so you might not see these pedals for six months that you're sure. buying right now for a discount." And that was just yep. kind of I, I really appreciated the um, them being upfront and forward about it. So I feel like they've they've been doing a good job, you know, just like communicating and keeping that kind of like transparency with their customers. Yeah, um, and it probably that's built- always been a hallmark of their brand. Yeah, and I like that's very important, and a lot of companies don't get that right at all. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm curious about it because it's just like opposite of what Earthquaker did several years ago when they just stopped selling direct only yep. dealers. Um, and that seems to have worked out for them. So I guess you got to pick, it seems, uh, once you well, get to a certain I, point. 
maybe you've got to pick when you get to a certain point or maybe it just makes more sense to pick one or the other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got more control in a B2C environment. Uh, mm-hmm. The downside is that you've got more control, uh, more responsibility. Yeah. Uh, front to bottom. So for, as, as a business manager for Joel, that, that means that he's going to be re- responsible for so much more than previous. Yeah. Um, also be curious to see, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad fit. I, um, by any stretch of the imagination, nor do I think I, I, I kind of lean personally more into the, this is business, not necessarily personal. Yeah. And they've, they've not reneged on any contracts that were written. They're fulfilling their dealer orders as agreed upon previously. And then they're just not continuing to re-up that contract, but contract yeah. is for a set period of time and not re-upping it is not necessarily an a, a, unethical thing. So by no means, no. Do I think that they've done something wrong here. No. And it's probably going to make a little space for other small brands to get distribution and attention that they might have otherwise been struggling to get. Because when you have those physical locations, like like it, there's only so much space that you have, literally. So sure. um, think about shelf space or like, um, I know in grocery stores, the big thing is like freezer space. There's really only so much freezer space. Um and sure i think for guitar shops for uh boutique Sorry. pedals like that i think that that equivalent would be a lockbox space yeah exactly so i'm curious to see like what brands end up filling those holes in these brick and mortar locations uh, yep. i think it's probably less of a big deal for the online distribution um sure yeah just oh. sorry i'm bleeding casual just casually bleeding. Oh, I'm more curious to see what they're going to do for social media uh, and just marketing. Because moving to B2C, uh, marketing inevitably will need to change a little bit. Now, they've done a really good job of kind of that transparent, um, very customer-centric social media marketing. Yeah. You're just bleeding out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just bleeding over here. It's okay. You can keep going. I'm listening. They've done a good job with kind of that persona online, but I will be curious to see how they aim to improve upon that from a, uh, just to help adapt with the business model because you're now it's there's no in between you. The, the only person you're trying to impress is your customer. Whereas yeah. before that was a lot of what the dealers are trying to do in brick and mortar stores is come on in. We've got the chase no stuff. Foreign. Sorry. Neosporin doesn't work. Doctors, stop using it. Sorry. So I just rubbed vodka on it. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Sorry to all those listening. Uh, so my, some spit in the tissue. My nurse practitioner friend said Neosporin basically doesn't do much for cuts. Um, that would be the first time I've ever heard Jesus. it, and I will probably continue to use it, but. Maybe I'm just a sucker. To the there's man. like there's like a stronger version or something that's better. Lidocaine. I don't know. Something with zinc. You lied to who? Um, we used wound wash and something else. Thank you, Rick. I got a band aid now. There you go. Wow, real time. Uh, <laughs> First aid. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would I would think that there was a point probably in, with Chase Bliss where they felt like they might have been bringing more to the distributors and the distributors are bringing to them. Um, just being a big name, drawing 
people sure. into the stores. Uh, didn't probably didn't need it quite as much for like promotion. Uh, and if they're saving that much money, they can probably spend a lot more money on marketing. Um, if they're getting like better margins. Sure. It's I, yeah. It's kind of like, I hate to always use Prince as examples as an example, but um, when Prince stopped working with Warner uh, and started self-releasing stuff, you know, he probably sold fewer records, but he made a much larger yep. uh, portion of that money. <clears throat> so sell less know, to make more. Yeah. But he always said like about like labels, he he would say, you know, small, smaller bands, there's a point where you need a, you can need a label or can be beneficial to you at least. Um, sure. but like once you get to the point where you're bringing more good to them than they are to you, it's probably time to cut ties. Um, and I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I can imagine wanting to have that experiment. Um, and I think Chase Bliss is going to be fine. I think they're going to, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't No think- doubt in my mind that they're going to do just fine with this. That's, yeah. I, I'm not really concerned about that part. I, I think the follow-up is I, I'm very curious to see what the, what merchants are going to be saying about this at NAMM. I don't I, think very- they're going to be happy about it. It's a big name that says that the that merchants aren't needed anymore. Um, I wouldn't be happy about it if I were a merchant, um, bluntly. And I'm curious to see. I'm very curious to see what that's going to do for other brands that are in, in this space. Uh, I don't think any of the other big brands are likely to jump. I think Earthquake or JHS. Uh, Earthquake Keely, doesn't want to. I don't think. No, I, I don't see any of them jumping from from that distributor. But and more think- of the the mid sized brands. And I think part of what makes this possible for Chase Bliss is that they are such a high end brand. Yes. Um, if because like, like you think about Keeley, like yes, great pedals, but they're not usually they're not always like three to four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, sure, eight hundred dollars. Like um, they have lots of offerings, a hundred, hundred fifty, and those are things that I think makes more sense to you go into a store and you buy it. Like kind of almost on a whim. <clears throat> yeah, I only yeah, people yeah. are buying Chase Bliss pedals on a whim because they saw it in the store. You know, if they buy it in a store, it's because they went to the store to try it out before they bought it. And if Chase Bliss is offering 30 days, you can try it out with your rig and see if it works yep. for you. And if not, like you can ship it back. We'll see how long they like. That's they arguably that. for, for that degree of, um, for the kind of person that's going to be going for Chase Bliss, that's arguably a better uh, try before you buy model because uh, yeah. it allows them to play it with their own stuff. But yeah, and you know, I, I'm like, thinking there, more there in terms of shops out here that do like two weeks. You can take it home and try it out with your mm-hmm. own rig as long as you bring it back without Velcro on the back. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So like, but a month way better. I, I'm just imagining folks like um, like Philippe from Caroline are kind of doing the huh. And at least noodling around the back of their minds. Um, I haven't talked to Fleep about that. That's that's pure conjecture. I'm just picking a name brand that I see as like very prominent and I see it with distributors, but also has a lot of social media clout. Um, and it's done a really good job on that front. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, I imagine there's at least that, huh, kind of moment happening. But yeah. Um, just to, to name a brand that I, I wonder about. And I, I'm sure if I sat and thought about it for a little longer, I could come up with a list of names that chances are decent. One of them on the list of, or at least having this thought in the back of their head following and kind of just analyzing what the the other folks in the industry are doing. And I think that's going to be more interesting kind of 
as brick and mortar continues to tumble a little bit through the the rise of the internet, e-commerce, direct to consumer through social media type uh, sales in the industry. I think that's going to be, I think this is going to be a defining shift for this decade. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I guess we're just going to see it play out. Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll find out what people think about it at, uh, Nam, 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 uh, cause we're both going. We are both going. Yay. Let's party. Everything is booked. We have our passes, our flights, uh, Rick's coming too. Um, yep. our rental car, exciting stuff. I'm uh, stoked. Uh, I've never been to the Anaheim one. We're staying, you know, pretty close to the convention center, which is going to be nice. Yep. Yeah. Last yeah. time staying uh, an hour's driveway was a bad idea. Yeah. It was yeah. someone's couch to sleep on, but. Whew. Yeah. We need to get some friends in Anaheim, I guess. <laughs> no, the one friend that I've got down there is literally just put their house into uh, up for sale. Oh. I was like, yay, I can hang out with you guys. Like, we literally just sold our house. We're moving to Georgia. I'm like, oh. Well, all righty then. Whale. Oh, oh, whale. Uh, It happens. Cool. Uh, So we're doing that. Uh, Then I'm going to Sweetwater for Gear Fest in June as well. So I'm going to have a busy summer. Back to back, baby. Yeah. So, uh, Quite a lot of traveling happening, um, but in my defense, I have, had not been doing a lot. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Yeah, so. For sure. Well, I, I'm curious what people are, you know, we're taking suggestions. We're still planning out what, what our content's going to be, but if there's any particular content you want to see us do at NAM, we'll be more than happy to take considerations. If you are going to be at NAM, um, let's grab a beverage of your choice and let's hang. Yeah. Uh, my beverage of choice is probably going to be beer because it's vacation, but <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Are we I taking think- bets on how many, um, double doubles i'm gonna eat while i'm down there you know we on the bus we tried to bet how many burritos jeff would eat on tour because he had two the first day and the over under was nine and he did not mm-hmm. he did not eat nine burritos i think he ate three burritos like he only won, ate one other burrito after that first day that right? means that someone tipped him off to it no i mean he knew he knew we were betting but he didn't know how what the over under was or who was betting what I cry foul. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I won I won that bet. I thought he would have fewer than nine burritos. I thought he would get really sick of burritos. But then we had to define burrito and we determined if it's called a wrap on the menu, it's not a burrito. Like if it has deli meat, mm. it's not a burrito. But that didn't it didn't come up. He, you know, we all ate a lot of salads because we're, you know, older touring musicians. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of looking at the schedule. I don't think I'm going to get to in and out for more than three meals overall. Um, but definitely two. <laughs> and I hope you know that's like as soon as we get off the plane, that's like the first place we're driving. Uh, yeah, it, sorry, Rick's driving the car. He can make the call. I'll I'll take an Uber. 
Um, just, just the, just the, uh, just the drive through. Don't need to sit down, but just drive through. Okay. We'll think we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to y'all agreeing with my decision. Are you buying? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm desperate for a double, double animal style, whole grill, whole grilled onion. I might even go for a three by three. I don't know what those things are. Gonna learn. I guess so. Um, Sweet. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in my life I need to talk about. Just ignoring the rude comments on the YouTube. Classic. Yeah. Just friendly reminders to thank them for their engagement. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching. Beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to find the comment that I don't people realize that how if, if you actually include a link in my video to my video instead of just like dropping a timestamp, it's going to get flagged. So I'm trying to find that comment. I was trying to find that comment and respond to mm. it. Yep. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. We're at almost 7,000 Instagram subscribers, followers, whatever. There we go. Uh, like, comment, follow on YouTube, please. Uh, leave us a nice review on iTunes, please. And um, we also have a Facebook group. And where TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I just came back to TikTok. Anything else to talk about? Anything else to TikTok about? To TikTok, talk, talk. Good talk, talk, talk. Um, no, I don't think so. Well, everybody out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. My name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.